ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today we're walking to a movie. It's called Doctor Strange in or and the multi in the multiverse. I've butchered it. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's about a multiverse and okay. it's a mad multiverse. It's just right. full of madness. Okay. Um, this is the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It's, it's a franchise that keeps Kathy gripped and enthralled. <laughs> she hangs on the edge of her seat waiting for the latest sliver of news from the MCU. I had been in theory interested about this movie because I really like Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Yeah, which, which has nothing to do with this. No, movie. but great movie. Yeah. Um, I really liked the Loki TV series, which I felt was... Yeah, that kind of leading is, into is this. laying up the groundwork for this. As yeah. was, I felt, maybe WandaVision. So yeah. I really like those two She's series. in this movie. Great, on the, I really on, like WandaVision. On the poster. And I have to say, I actually haven't even seen a poster for this movie, never mind a trailer. And then... You did see a trailer. We watched it at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. We sat through the whole end oh, credits. And they showed us a trailer to this. Okay. And you said, what the fuck? Did I? Yeah. In a good or bad way? In a bad way, because oh. they made you... Uh, well, I, oh, I or they made through... you sit through a trailer, this, the end credits to watch a trailer. Okay, that was you, in fairness, that's yeah. not their fault. Anyway, and then I did really enjoy the last Spider-Man movie, so kind of theoretically I'm primed for this movie. It's a da- it's an age-old dance where <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> Kathy's <laughs> I've seen somewhat, them I'm sick of these things, and then either has a great time or is mildly bored and then goes off on one on the um, no, I think, on the other side I of the podcast I hope I'm going to like it I have seen I've, not, I've avoided reviews or anything but I've seen like on Twitter people that we follow saying they really like it I just tend to not like the first one of these movies I didn't particularly like and I'm not like a massive fan of like how Benedict Cumberbatch plays the role you can go back and listen to our thoughts uh, yeah a long that. time ago and I'm actually talking to you Kathy because you probably don't remember don't, and I don't remember either I just remember I didn't mind the movie but I never thought it was one of the good it ones it was a bit like it was okay and I'm with you I mean I know well it's famously more, I feel like it only got a second movie because of all those other things I just mentioned like yeah. that movie in itself didn't deserve a sequel uh, yeah, and he's made appearances as a character in the Avengers but movies. But his plot was the weakest plot in the last Spider-Man Of movie, No Way Home, for and sure. And he was the worst character in it. Yeah, he's the most frustrating, and I agree with you. I mean, Kathy is not a cumber batcher, or whatever they call it. <laughs> whatever the fans call themselves. Like, you are, you are, you really seem to take a gin him. I don't take a gin him at all. I just think he's into many things. Yeah, he's overexposed. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I, I'm never... Um, I'm, not, I'm not a... 
it's a funny his portrayal of this character it's, for some reason his American accent disturbs and annoys me <laughs> um, and, and he's, he's kind of always felt like he was Tony Stark light you know they've just given him the same sort of snarky yeah, arrogant think, thing like Benedict Cumberbatch is a brilliant actor I don't think it's, he is it's, to it's just, his credit I don't think they wrote the character right nor cast it right yeah I, I think he's miscast but anyway do you know what I'm excited about because uh, Sam Raimi director Sam Raimi is back of Evil Dead fame of Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3 fame Um, so that for me is quite exciting I think he's a very interesting director who's got uh, his roots in sort of horror and slapstick comedy so I'd be interested to see what he brings to the table Besides that, I'm not actually very excited or interested in this, I'll be honest. I'm just kind of showing up. Yeah, but you just watched all six episodes of Moon Knight. Yeah. So you were not an authority on, like, interest levels in these things. But you that's watch my, it regardless. that's actually, you've, you've just laid the groundwork for my big point, which is I'm kind of, like, on the edge of just rage quitting this whole Marvel thing. Because <laughs> it's getting a bit much. Right before, it was kind of nice where we were getting one two movies a year right and there was some room for anticipation right and they were building up to I mean, the Avengers but it was just like now we're getting three to four movies a year plus six plus TV series a year which six episodes each and I'm just like I, at the end of Moon Knight which was totally fine and kind of interesting I was just like oh okay but I just it's not like you know you just go to a Saturday night and you come away for two hours which has happened a lot with these MCU movies and you're like yeah that was okay it wasn't the best but these Marvel movies are all kind of fine even when they're bad that was a six hour investment and I if you compare that to WandaVision dissatisfied WandaVision was great but the WandaVision was a masterpiece and they came in so hot with these things and you know what we need to stop because we're coming up to the cinema we've done all the reviews of the TV shows over on our Patreon but WandaVision came in so hot and it was so good and I think it's then a you shame it's not America her movie one. I wish we were about to go and see Wanda's movie with him as a well, Kathy, as I said she's on the poster so she's getting some screen time I look um, forward to that let's oh yeah here we are at the cinema anyway um, oh that's my god I've at. just remembered no spoilers for WandaVision but there's a really very cool character in WandaVision that I wonder who has her own song if she's in this movie aha uh-huh. I don't know I can't comment that would know. be cool um, that would be awesome right okay here we are we will see you on the other side of uh, Doctor Strange in and or the multiverse of madness bye bye I did what I had to do to protect our world You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes. And we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. Sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Right, we're just out of uh, Doctor Strange in. It's in is the preposition. I know you've all been dying to know. Yeah, I was dying to know. Yeah, uh, it's in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, if it's your first time at the cinema, we don't we won't spoil this movie until we get to Spoiler Street, which is on our way home. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, and at Spoiler Street, fair warning, we'll also spoil Loki in one division, right? But for now, yeah. There's no spoiling nothing here. I think one division, maybe not Loki, but one. I think I would argue this movie spoils one division. Um, <laughs> so we will, yeah. But spoiler warning yeah, coming up. Yeah, but we're not spoiling this movie. Therefore, we can't spoil a movie that's referenced within this movie. We won't spoil. There will be no spoilers for anything right now. <laughs> we're just going to tell you what we thought of Doctor Strange, two, um, and I really liked it, um, and I had a lot of fun, and I wasn't expecting to. I think that's the. Uh, that's the way with these things. Lower your expectations and uh, you'd be pleasant just part of it. I, I had, a, I had a, a, a blast. I thought it was really um, fun, entertaining. I was invested and it was a horror movie, which I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I was kind of expecting, but I guess it was full Sam Raimi horror movie. And I, um, there were nods to his own work, which I, I, I ad- admired and appreciated. A lot of them, um, which we can talk about in Spoiler Street, and just nods to just other sort of horror vibes, and and as a, it was very, it's very much a, a horror genre piece, um, and it was cool. It was uh, really interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff from the for the MCU here. A lot of interesting surprises, um, and I had a lot of fun. And um, <laughs> Wanda is the best part about it. But Elizabeth Olsen again smashing out of the park if you haven't seen WandaVision go see that because it's brilliant and it makes this movie much better I can't imagine what this movie being as good without having seen WandaVision I actually thought that you you could still get get it her motivation's very clear without having seen WandaVision albeit I recommend WandaVision you'll be more invested it's a brilliant show like totally unrelated to this movie it's just a brilliant show okay so I was like truly negging on this movie before we went in but like trying not to because I don't want to be negative and I was like oh it's going to be really long and it's going to be really boring and I can't be bothered with Doctor Strange it didn't feel long it didn't actually but then as I like I would truly savor like the opening scene of this movie I was 100% with it it's my entire jam it's got alternative realities feels kind of like a time travel movie but isn't it just people jumping around multiverses it is so creative so usually these movies like to an extent they're fairly cookie cutter they could all be directed by the same person you know occasionally you've got something jumping out like a James Gunn in a Guardians of the Galaxy where you're like oh that's really creative or like Thor but usually they fit a mold right um there's this some really interesting fit. stuff in like, this, this movie. This is what, like the 30th, 30th entry maybe? I don't know, something chain. like that. This was, was a, a banger. And I would say it shouldn't have been called uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse or whatever it's called. It should have just been called... Wanda Maximoff it is what, no, <laughs> in a Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange and the Madness of in the Multiverse. In the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. It should have just been called the Multiverse of Madness. Because he's actually... It's an ensemble... And he's great in it, by the way. This is more than I've liked um, Doctor yeah, Strange or, or Benedict Cumberbatch. We, as were, we were both nagging on him, yeah, and I thought he did, I would, I thought I he did a great he's job. He's a really in good this. actor, yeah, yeah. and I would say, as a really good actor, being in a multiverse where there's potentially different characters you can play, it really shows your strengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which this reminds me of what, what a great actor he is. Um, I love Rachel McAdams. I'm so delighted she was back in. Wanda seals the show, of course. Elizabeth Olsen is. Oh, but it's just the smashing so, it in this. The movie just like. Usually these movies is like there's a very clear plot. You know where you're going. Bang, 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 bang. I'm getting to the end of this movie and I can pretty much see where it's going and that's fine. This movie was like one scene to the next. I had no idea where yeah, it was going. It and kept, I think that's why I'm so in- I was finding it so engaging. It felt like 
the multiverse expanding in front of you like anything could happen anything could happen and, and, and I'm so glad I never saw a trailer like I I, I obviously know Sam Raimi's made the walk. You did see a trailer. Oh. You, we watched it. Okay, I'm together. so glad I don't remember the trailer. <laughs> I know that Sam Day, uh, Raimi obviously made um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, right? Drag like, Me to Hell. Do you remember that? That was fun. I never saw that. I have seen Evil Dead, but a very long time ago. And like, I, I still didn't. I wasn't expecting this to be horror. And like, the horror elements of this were right up my street because there's loads of horror elements I like, but like, I don't like when it gets too scary. And obviously, because this movie's probably aimed at like a 12 It's audience, 12A, but it's creepy. It's scary AF. 12A. I was creeped out. But many it was times. like the perfect level of horror for me. And I was thrilled by the levels of it. I was thrilled by the look of what they did with, yeah. with some of the characters. And there's an epic plot twist that neither of us saw coming. Um, yeah, which I cannot which can't wait, wait to, to talk get to about. Street. And I kind of feel like we should just go to Spoiler Street because there's just like I'm just petrified to spoiling things here because there's we're gonna have to spoil like a myriad of Marvel things. Um, so I, I think we should just say like this was right up our street. We we're so happy we kind of kept whispering to each other oh this is really good <laughs> like we've been <laughs> like, great surprise you can hear how excited we are we both just came out like that. this is what I want from the cinema I really just want like Russell Crowe in Gladiator style I want to be entertained <laughs> um, and but we like, were I like, was thoroughly entertained I feel, in I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood coming out of this yeah we saw that Nick Cage movie last week I was it's in just a like, bad cinema mood going into back. this cinema is back um, yeah and we, you came out we were both hopping and we were both quite negative in that intro, I think. We, um, it wasn't negative, like we were trying well, to on something. Like, we were just like, are, like, what's the point of this movie? As I said, I was just like, after my, just watched Moon Knight, like last night, I finished it up and I was just like, oh, I mean, like, I just did set that for six hours. I had so now, much more fun. That's your own fault, by the way. I watched one and a half of and Moon And by Knight, the way, sorry, like, I'm done with I don't it. want to totally shit on Moon Knight because Oscar Isaac is doing some great work in that. He's this really committed. Moon Knight review. That has some really interesting ideas in it. But like, ultimately, it is a six hour investment and I didn't feel like I got as much ROI as they say in my business return on my investment uh, whereas what in this what investment your monthly subscription to Disney Plus that you'll never no, my cancel time, my time Cathy is <laughs> worth more than a Disney Plus subscription my time is precious um, but yeah I just felt like the, the you know the, the ROI on Dave's time in this movie was very high um, <laughs> right, and yeah. I know that, is that your that's our system? new rating system we don't do rating <laughs> systems here but that's the new one I'm gonna I'm gonna start calculating the so like percentage <laughs> value of my entertainment per minute. Right. Okay. What's yeah. your What's your minute rate? So I don't, I don't know. Like I can't do minute? the maths on this. This is my actual job. I would say our hourly rate bleeding is into the podcast. Our now. hourly rate is zero because we don't make any money off our podcast. <laughs> my time is worth a lot. Um, okay. So let, I think let's go to Spoiler Street because there's a lot to crack into, and that's where the meat is. Um, so if you are listening to this, you haven't seen this movie. Would oh here's a good question. Um, would our listeners who are not into all the Marvel stuff would they enjoy this? I would say yes. I think it's got a lot to offer. I think they do. I don't exp- think so because I no? think this. I think you were just so immersed in the Marvel universe that you forget like so much of this movie while being really creative and fresh and like in, to some extent there's a very kind of central theme to the villains' um, actions that are like very very uh, relatable. Um, this this way too much Marvel references Laura, in this well, here's movie. A, here's a question: If you haven't watched them, you'd be like, "What the fuck's going here's on?" Here's a question: Your sister uh, Elizabeth is a good counterpoint. Hasn't seen any of these movies. Um, so what are we going to make her go watched, and see it? But watched One Division and really enjoyed it. Yeah, but One Division was a TV series that was standalone. This is this is 30th. this is very much a continuation of it, though, right? 
And I would recommend. You mean if you've she, just she seen? Would watch it. But, but then you're saying they have to have seen one division. I thought you were the yeah, question was no, about you're right. it was I've, completely I've given cold. you a different question. Okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so spoilers now. Should we should we wait till people are out of earshot? There's people coming up. People in real life. Like, yeah, people or, in real okay. life. Do you think it's fair? Like, is it okay to just verbally spoil a movie as, um, as you're passing? I would say a group of teenagers are paying no attention to they us, passed. other okay. than we look like complete I'm freaks. I'm very considerate we about forget. my spoilers. We've been doing the podcast for so long that sometimes we realise people are staring at us. We're like, oh wait, we are the yeah. two weirdos who walk walking around. down the street with a microphone, anyway, shouting okay. spoilers at spoilers each other. Spoilers for the um, infinite madness of this universe. Spoilers for One Division. Spoilers for Loki. Okay, will I get cracking? Yeah. I don't um, think we do. We need to spoil Loki. Oh, you want? I want to talk about the okay. questions that are I'm slightly confused yeah. up based off the end of Loki. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So Let's go. We just turned on the spoiler street. Can I? Can uh, I? Sorry. Before we I? get into the, you've got so many notes. Look at you. Um, it's because I had to write them down because I was like, what did I just watch? Can I throw out for me what was the most interesting? Like little bit in this movie, but I thought it was amazing. The music note battle. Same. Right. That's when How I said I that? need to write notes. Like because this is ironically they were fighting with notes. So creative. I loved that. I've I thought never it was really cool. Anything like I've that. I've never seen anything like that, and I thought I loved how the score bled into it, and it was like there were notes of like Mozart was in there. Um, there was operatic stuff coming. The Phantom of the Opera, I think, was was the evil guy fought him back with Phantom of the Opera. That I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 well, some music aficionado tell us um, in the comments um, or reply to us on Twitter in what or whatever. Are they I don't write know it? the comments <laughs> in the bio. Tweet us. Um, but I thought that was really entertaining. In what? Because because one of my criticisms of the Doctor Strange sorcerer thing. Is that they've got all they've got all this magic at the disposal, and what it often and even in this movie sometimes boils down to is uh, create a shield in your left hand, or yeah. shoot magic bolts, or yeah. create a sword or a whip. And ultimately, I I find that very unimaginative. And even Wanda is often just shooting bolts at people, and I'm like, I'm you, 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 be more creative. And this movie does have really interesting like expressions that. of that, but then it does also rely sometimes on just punch, punch, punch. This felt. This movie felt more like I love. I agree with you. I absolutely love that scene. This movie felt more like an actual fantasy. So it was someone who loves reading fantasy books, which I do, but I never see them adapted that well. It's not like my favorite genre to watch on screen. It's more of a favorite book genre. I was like, this is a good fantasy in this but in this movie one of the things that annoyed me though to your point on that is like like you know when your man um what's his name again the like master of the sanctum and he's in all the movies Wong Benedict Wong he yeah. basically is like hanging off a mountain and he's like the master of magic of the universe right <laughs> and he basically to like has to let go of the mountain he's hanging off to make that magic shield circle out of his hand and then he quickly has to grab onto the mountain again I'm like could you not just make the magic? Like, why does your hand have to be spinning around <laughs> in a circle? Just make the magic. Anyway, Le- so... Guardium Gardi- Leviosa. That's like, it's pe- easy. That's pedantic from the beginning. What I wanted to say is, uh, holy shit, Wanda's the baddie. Yeah, okay. Is that, that in the trailer? No, and I thought, that I think... I think class. top works of the marketing team for keeping that under wraps because she's in the trailer heavily, but it's... Oh, it's only they really s- who do we think's the baddie from the they, trailer then they, tr- they, they kind of don't they kind of imply they show the zombie um, Doctor Strange and he kind of appears to be the baddie oh my god I loved the zombie Doctor Strange yeah that was cool okay so Wanda and what I absolutely loved about this and this is where I mean it's like a really universal motivation I was bawling crying like grief is the strongest motivator yeah and if you 
thought and like also we have two little boys so like I was very upset watching it actually um though our boys are not that sweet to well, put also, to bed let's put that out there they don't both <laughs> lie in bed going mommy will you tuck me in they run around the room screaming and throwing my, books my dreams of putting our children to bed are nightmares <laughs> um, the... but I thought the grief is such a powerful motivator and that thing again where she says like you know she kills vision for nothing now my biggest question about all this though is like I get all of that and I thought the end was absolutely brilliant I, got it. I love that so good. because it wasn't just you. she defeated the villain with compassion and presenting yeah, her with her own before that happened I was saying to Dave they really should just kill, kill this girl like, <laughs> like like she is causing this multiverse of mayhem or whatever but then no um, zombie Doctor Strange saw what lay within her and she showed Wanda the way and that scene was so good when Wanda was frightening yeah. her children. Elizabeth and the other Olsen Wanda seemed to have no power. herself. No, she did. She she had the little. Yeah, she had a tiny poxy red circle. Yeah, but remember, remember. Also, she's been dragged through a sewers for. Um, but remember, as a zombie. At the end, yeah, she's had a rough time. But she's just got the basic Wanda powers, right? Remember, Wanda at the end of WandaVision unlocks the Scarlet Witch and becomes fucking crazy. So that's right. Okay, so Wanda's so that's just got it. basic boring powers, right? But I know I thought that was just like I really truly believed it as a motivator and my number one always complaint with Marvel movies is that the villains have no motivation and I don't yeah. care about them and but I don't care to see them defeated. I think they cracked it in this movie. I would say they cracked it with Thanos and they're they've realized that they've cracked it. And yeah, crack, are you kidding me with Thanos? Yeah, Thanos had Oh, look at me clicking my finger and collecting jewels. No way. Are you kidding? You're comparing him to one division. Thanos Thanos had a motivation which is so, some people so, to the point that if some people find it so justifiable there are Thanos was right mugs that you can get like he's got a point of view and a perspective and he's from his perspective is trying to save the universe that's yeah, interesting that's my a, point it's not yeah, just she's a mother previous, a grieving mother trying to reach sorry, look, her I'm lost not, children I'm not trying to directly compare these two villains I'm saying that your, your Marvel cracked interesting villains to me with Thanos I think she is incredibly compelling and interesting this is a hundred times more than that though because she's a character we followed for like at least ten yeah no 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 I'm agreeing with you and she had her own TV show I'm agreeing with you I thought she was a knockout villain and it was I wasn't expecting it and it was amazing what they can start doing is now though being like making all of them the villains because it works so well in this movie yeah but Elizabeth Olsen next movie the villain is, is Elizabeth Olsen leans into it and she's terrifying in this that she's amazing that moment where she is like <laughs> ripping through that facility and she comes out of fire she's chasing them through the sewers she's legitimately scary and the, she's got blood streaking she's down Carrie. her face like Carrie she is, looks like Carrie like, I felt like Sam Raimi was just like let's put every horror reference I can think of that into scene this in movie. her house when she's like the normal one in that universe and she's possessing and she's possessing well, that's straight out of the evil dead that camera um, looming over someone and sort of he, he even uses some of the sound cues from his own movies which I love that he as a filmmaker not only has such a distinctive like um, style and back catalogue but that he's happy and confident enough to reference his own work well I would say more so that yeah but more so that Disney are letting him do it is the bit that surprised me. Yeah, but that's Disney, where I'm I'm impressed. That's kind of been Disney's actually no Disney's Dave, vibe we- to date has been give promising young filmmakers um, a start. Let them have a little bit of creativity, but really this is the template. Like, we Please both make watched it. Solo with friend of the pod Chris Hewitt. 
we saw what happened when filmmakers try to be creative. <laughs> yeah, Do you know bring, what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost like there is a limit. He's really creative, but he's also made the Spider-Man movies that were very successful, and I think that's why he's a very unique case of like they'll trust him with the big studio movie, and they'll trust him to reference his own more indie movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's a very unique director for them. There is have. there is an interesting junket comment from Sam Raimi doing the rounds on this movie in which he's asked something about like how, what his approach to this movie was and uh, he said well it's less so of me directing a movie as just producing something within a formula <laughs> or a big blockbuster form. like he's basically it, it's been touted as something that's relatively disparaging towards the whole thing well he's certainly I think he's um, doing himself a disservice there now I also think what would have also helped him of course is that he's coming off the back of one division which was already breaking the mold the most creative thing I'd ever seen them do so like what an act to follow yeah and like I think he's in great company with the people who made one division and I think it this is what I think they've been doing so well in Marvel between the TV and movie stuff albeit you know some of the TV stuff's been a bit of a dud as is some of the movie stuff like that synergy for whatever you want to call it with like Kevin Feige being across the whole thing whereas remember they used to have Marvel TV shows that had no connection to the movies and it was just all very kind of well, completely scattershot here's an interesting this one this feels really like fuck they just went straight off the back of one division and shot this well here's an interesting pull because there's a lot of I mean look you know we're, we're not um, deep comic book nerds so I mean you go to the internet for all the stuff about um the Illuminati and who all those characters are. When Doctor Strange said, but "Who are the Illuminati?" I'm like, mate. It was like, wait, have you not like been on the internet or heard of the alt right conspiracy <laughs> theories? The internet. That was a the bit Illuminati weird. is not is old, like. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, yeah, you wouldn't say Illumina who. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, the Illuminati are real in this universe. Um, but the um, you just mentioned the sort of as you said the lesser Marvel TV shows of which were handled, you know, or outsourced. Um, by Disney uh, before they had Disney Plus but one of them was Inhumans do you remember? we watched like one episode of it and it was just we couldn't watch anymore it was so bad it had that woman with the red hair and oh I remember how CG'd it was but um, the guy with the um, shrieky voice in this who I can't even remember his name (laughs) Forkhead the the Forkhead he's from that show so that's they are actually put yeah same uh, Ansel no not um, I forget his name but he's the guy in Star Trek but Dave of course they're doing it because Patrick bloody Stewart showed up in this movie yeah I know which I I hate to you you are lucky that you avoided the trailer because his voice is in it so everyone knew you know I'm so happy like when he like I'm obsessed with Sean we got a lot of him in it like he Professor X is the best thing about those movies Jean-Luc Picard is my icon the fact that he showed into this and this is where I love the 20th Century Fox like the fact that that bled in the yeah. one I didn't get was Jim from The Office has he been in a Fantastic Four movie or is he no. just oh here's an alternate reality Fantastic Four that it's that but right. actually there's a fun sort of little fun fact with him in that he was the second choice for Captain America after Chris Evans it was right. between those two I so. enjoyed as well that it was that uh, what's her name Haley. I enjoyed well from I enjoyed you that she was the, the Captain America from that what if animated oh series, yes 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 and yes, she yes. was all big and muscly like Captain she was in that Prison or something and yeah. then like so I I love all the bleeding in of the different universes there and I also love that they got their all absolute ass because well, it kicked and actually died can I make <laughs> that one, was quite fun can I make one other reference and I won't spoil this show because we haven't warned it but the, another Disney plus show was what if the animated version of all the, the multi- no sorry but but sorry the the one but the, the, the one I was going to reference from that show was um, 
not the Captain Britain one, but the uh, there's a Doctor Strange episode which you didn't watch, which I actually would recommend. It was the best one I thought, and kind of. Uh, ties into a lot of this stuff with him and Christine. Do you feel like Captain Britain is like a Tory voting Brexiteer? <laughs> That's her vibe. <laughs> it's a bit odd. When right. you see the Union Jack on a shield, it doesn't feel good. But it didn't make sense because Captain America was uh, came out of propaganda. Um, that he was used as a propaganda tool and that's how he got his identity after he became a super soldier but she wasn't she didn't follow that same trajectory so why did she clad herself in anyway she's the face of UKIP never mind Uh, (laughs) Captain UKIP Um, (laughs) anyway so right all the Wanda stuff all the alternate universe we're just so excited Um, okay what I really want to talk about and my absolute favourite bit was when we had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Tom Cruise from Interview with the Vampire at the end of Interview with the Vampire he was Lestrange. Oh, he did look like him. He you was, mean the zombie? He not yeah. only looked like him, he acted like him. I promise you that was his inspiration. Yeah, there was vibe. And we rewatched yeah. Interview the Vampire last year and for our Patreon. Absolutely loved it. Totally recommend everyone goes back and watch that. So, love that. And then, weird Moon Knight full circle, he was Ethan Hawke from Moon Knight. He did look at, there was Ethan the Hawke other vibes. One. Yeah, yeah. The other one was Ethan Hawke from Moon Knight. You the mean, kind of hot one with the long hair, the pre-corpse. Yeah, with the, with the third eye. At the very beginning of the movie when... He had long hair and I didn't cop that it was a multiverse, but yeah. I was like, oh my God, Dr. Strange's gotten so hot. Because <laughs> he had a ponytail. But Are I, you into ponytails now? No, but I just think that actually, it's really interesting Ben Cumberbatch is such a good actor. Now, obviously there's brilliant makeup and hair here as well, but like, he felt different in all of them. It's like the way in Moon Knight, like one of the Oscar Isaacs is hot and the other one isn't. Yeah. And they actually look exactly the same. Well, that's because uh, attractiveness is a lot down to confidence and personality, right? And, yeah, like, and ponytails. It's interesting if you have a ponytail, biggest, you, biggest, get, you get a boon. The biggest goody-goody uh, Doctor Strange is the one in our universe and that's why he's like the least hot. I really like, by the way, that whole, his central, the, the, the central idea of him being like, a lot of the Doctor Stranges are weak or evil. Like, the majority of Stranges are a threat to the multiverse, which I thought was an interesting proposition. Um, they're kind of all creeps, because they just all have a manic pixie dream girl that they're obsessed with, and in every universe she's dumped them. Which which ties into that What If episode, um, which I actually do recommend. But what it's if she, cool her um, style inspiration was Ronald McDonald? And she had full red lips and hair for half the movie. Who are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Rachel what McAdams. was that about? Yeah. And also, how was her lipstick on, like, after going through the sewers <laughs> being odd. flooded? And she still had attacked. a pristine lab coat on. Um, can we talk about the character that really annoyed me that her name was American? She wore an American flag denim jacket, but that aside... And I, that all her powers were stars. But I think that all that stuff is pulled from the comic book. I mean, it would book. be. I'm, I'm not familiar with the character. I'm not either. But I thought it was really sad. Like, I thought it was really sad that... She lost her mom. She lost that scene where we saw her losing her mom's because she was frightened of a bee. Yeah. And I, I'm disappointed that the end of the movie wasn't her finding them again. Well, I, I, I don't understand why they didn't wrap I that guess up. they're building her up to be part of some Teen Avengers vibe because the Miss Marvel show is coming out. Um, right, okay. And I'm sure there's all that kind of stuff. Going. And I did think it was like interesting, like back to back, having like just seen Spider-Man. Um the way in both movies now he Doctor Strange is kind of like a mentor to these teens and at the end like one of the last lines of the movie he was literally like see ya kid I'm like she's a young woman (laughs) he was this like weird paternal figure to her and I thought oh I think he's going to be like a Doctor X type figure and he's going to run like an X-Men scenario with all those kids that's the vibe I get from it because he was so paternal with Spider-Man as well wasn't he 
where it loses me a bit is when they try and insert funny dialogue when him and her go to like a coffee shop and she's like wait this is Spider-Man what does he yeah, shoot webs out of his ass it's like that, that really lip service to the Spider-Man audience but I do have to say that we saw Spider-Man in the cinema in Cork actually in the Gate Cinema at Christmas and then we just went to see this movie in the Gate Cinema in Cork both with heavy young audiences and, all and they cheering all cheered and clapped and at the clapping. end of this movie and the, I got it at the end of Spider-Man this one I was like God this crowd loved this movie there's a mar- but there's a Marvel fervour there's a Marvel fandom and, and th- but that I is thought just- it was kind of dying a bit I th- but I think they've brought in a younger generation like I wonder if people our age are getting a bit sick of it because we've seen too many but they're like bringing in fresh blood with I gotta the say Spider-Man with the last Spider-Man I think they brought in fresh blood I gotta and say, Doctor though, Strange is such a character in that movie I don't like it at this don't like what? I don't I, it was one thing when everyone went yay when um the thing happened that we won't spoil in the end of Spider-Man but the um, it feel I feels like it feels like a weird like Americanization of Irish cinema audiences historically we have sat there in si- reserved silence <laughs> at we? the beginning and at the end of movies I as, don't as, think so. are as you, audiences are you missing, mixing Irish and British the... audiences don't react strongly Irish and British audiences are um, really un- unlike different. unlike American audiences that just like holler and hoot and, and, and clap uh, right I it's think... much more common there yeah, but I think you're maybe mixing up Irish and English. Audiences. I don't like it. Stiff upper lip. My final question is, um, as someone who thoroughly enjoyed Loki, and uh, again, spoilers for Loki. Don't listen to the spoiler. Go watch it if you haven't seen it because it's really fun. Anyway, the end of Loki. Remember when like they meet this kind of mad guy and he yeah, like Kang. Oh, yeah, and he's class and he opens up the multiverse. Yeah. So we were like, oh, this is the plot of the multiverse movie. This dude, where was he? Well, That's he, what I they're the building of this him. He's gonna, gonna come, right? He's gonna be the next Thanos. That's the the vibe, right? But aren't we kind of? But I kind of feel like this movie has wrapped up the multiverse now. Well, no, because it because well, it's Charlie's Theron is here now. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Right, and also but, I guess you've now got America uh, training, but so I guess, she can. But I just feel like okay, I like the multiverse as an idea, and I obviously love Spider Man into the multiverse. I loved the last Spider Man, and I thought it was really fun in this movie. But like. If you just keep doing the multiverse, it does get really lame because it's like there's infinite well, possibility, well, and the more infinite possibility a story has, ultimately the less satisfying it can be. Like they, I like that they properly killed. Well, so we think Wanda off at the end of this movie. But then you just get another version of her. This is the prop. This is kind of the problem. But also, death has no meaning in these movies. Like when she None. broke the book, and then they said, "Oh, she broke it in every multiverse." I'm like, but how? Because surely then you should be defeating because, baddies because. in every multiverse. Okay, my final question. Also, sorry, did why, did, why did Benedict Wong take her to the mountain and tell her the thing? Oh my God, I was incensed That's infuriating. By that. Why? She, because she literally because she, tortured someone she for one second. She just tortured somebody. Like you, you're going you're gonna to doom the entirety of every possible universe like, I'm not for the sake of five people. It's nice to see your friends being tortured, but like... It, like it wasn't even like it had been going on for a day and she broke his spirit because she already killed a million people but she tortured them for one second and, and he did it and also then you're undermining the sacrifice of the woman who just stabbed the the, the book to stop it right oh yeah incensed and then but my other question and this has bugged me for the entire movie and they never explained it how does Wanda have flesh and blood children her children were a fictitious figment well, I guess, of her imagination. And Doctor Strange kept saying, but they won't exist in the other universe. And I guess they just do. But I guess But how? Because Vision was not human. She could never have conceived. Because well, And why was Vision dead in every but universe? But I guess if you acknowledge that there is a universe where paint people are paint 
and there's a universe that's illustrated, then I guess there's a universe where she has fictitious children or they're just real because they just are. But then why isn't there a universe where her and those two kids live with vision then? There probably is. I mean, that's the whole idea of an one? infinite amount of universes. But she never mentioned pursuing vision. Kathy, don't you? Is it because, of, is can, it because can, of the Mind Stone? Kathy, if you breaking. can dream it, it's real because your <laughs> dreams are actually alternate. That's that something I kind of have a problem with. One, because, all right, Kang, whatever he was at the end of Loki, is basically like, if he I remember tough. that correctly, he was, that was fun, but he was saying there is one timeline, there is one universe, and I and the agency we're working for are pruning all the other ones, right? We're just, we're just having one. Is that is that right, or we're, we're just stopping deviants? So, the, so I can't remember. Yeah, or I is think it so. that there's loads of multiverses and we're not creating anymore? Or there's a set no. Anyway, there and was a lot like of exposition there. It's not like that ended at the end. It's not that like that ended thirty years ago, and then these other ones have had a chance to crop up. The other thing I was curious about is like, why in every multiverse is Doctor Strange the same age, for example? Yeah, like there seems to be why, a linear timeline in all the multiverses. But he can look like other people as well because we've got Spider. There were three different versions of Spider Man. Yeah, right? but in every version of this, he looks the same. There was one so where Lu- Loki w- was a crocodile. That was really fun. So I guess. Well, here's the thing: you will have some that look the same, and you'll have some that aren't. This is this it's literally infinite ex- possibility. I right? guess this movie didn't explore, it and they're leaving it to the TV shows to explore because, like, it's kind of too hard. And I mean, there was paid an, Benedict Cumberbatch so much money. There was enough face. in this movie. I mean, he was doing the strange from the end of there was the vampire. So yeah, I enjoyed all that, and I did enjoy the last bit where he suddenly had a third eye as well. And that's when the audience started clapping and screaming. I think they found that thrilling. Here's the other thing that frustrated me about this movie. Um, yeah, they really. I mean, that was a pretty good ending. <laughs> I've got to say, it was like <laughs> he ended it on like a jump scare. Also, I um, kind of feel like he needs to move on from Rachel McAdams, and I hope Charlie's there on as that woman for him. Um, maybe. Um, I, well, it felt like he was about. He felt like he put on a, like a silk shirt and was on his way to a date, as you said, um, at the end of the movie before his third eye appeared. But the um, the other thing that frustrated me in this movie was the Illuminati, right? So they're like, we are the most powerful people in this universe. Uh, don't worry about Wanda. Wanda, we'll take care of her. You're the real threat. Wanda arrives, kills all of them within an instant. Yeah, but isn't that because in their universe, their biggest threat that ever hit their existence was Doctor Strange, who was their equivalent of Wanda? So when then Doctor Strange comes and is like, no, no, I'm not the baddie, it's someone else. In fairness, you wouldn't believe him. But they just seem no so liar. confident and they seem to know everything about Wanda. And then they no, were like, they only know don't about, worry about it, we got this. They only know about their Wanda, who was clearly a, a very nice mother who just stayed at home yeah. and didn't hurt anyone. Uh, so also, yeah. they'd done Chouetteel Edgy for Dirty. They were just like, they gave him a big moment, brought him back, and then they just left him down a <laughs> bit, right? But what I didn't understand is, first of all, I loved that he came back, but also, and he must have been thrilled when they were like, oh, do you want to come back to, for He this didn't movie? get to do much. He was the post-credits sting at the end of Doctor Strange 1. Was he? Yeah. But also, think about how many people are in this movie, though. Like, by this movie yeah, standards, no. he had a lot of scenes. But how come he couldn't get out of the pit at the end? And Well, Doctor he Strange had could. one of the cuffs on, so his but magic so did Doctor was... Strange. Gone. But he climbed out by, by just jumping off a wall because he's incredibly athletic. <laughs> okay, we need to wrap this. this yeah, what are we up talking now. about? What are we talking about? Um, but yeah, but we had fun. It was. Uh, I was really tired before I went in, and it like pepped me up, which is hard for a movie to do when you're. It was really good tired. crack. I mean, look, there was a whole bit where he was battling spirits from hell. All of oh a sudden, oh my god, that was so. And fun. I was just like, this movie has everything. Yeah, he is. He is like. 
using magic to cast his to to possess the dead body <laughs> of himself in another universe to then transport to a mountain and then he has to battle fucking ghosts I'm like yes I yeah, love it that was so I fun. was in and like Rachel McAdams there with like a blowtorch blowing up the spirits going go back to go hell go back to hell which <laughs> felt like I, I can't remember for sure that's got to be a drag me to he's got he, I think I think Sam Raimi's having fun with his own movie we I'm, didn't even talk about the Bruce Campbell cameo and that's another thing that Sam Raimi does he brings Bruce Campbell into all of his movies and then usually punishes him or tortures him in some way I mean that that's what famously happened in Evil Dead and it's kind of, I feel that's him referencing it again because there's a whole Evil Dead 2 thing where um, Bruce Campbell is punching himself um, in the face when his hand gets possessed He's and that's like, basically that's what happens to reference it. that right but then you're actually undercutting Doctor Strange's character because then Doctor Strange goes oh he's going to do that for three weeks it's like yeah. sorry poor old pizza papa but, but just because just because a woman didn't pay for yeah, the pizza a woman stole from him he know, made a right? disparaging comment to you and now you have him physically beating himself up yeah. for three weeks Thoughts and prayers for Pizza Papa. Yeah, but actually, I had to say that pizza ball looked really nice. It did, didn't it? I was into it. Okay, we gotta go. Let us know your thoughts. So tweet us, uh, write to us on thecinemile at gmail.com or with Cinemile on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, head over to Patreon where we talk about all of these TV shows in excruciating detail. Yeah, we just did a Severance uh, season one review. Yeah, not related to the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Uh, Moon Knight are you going to bring yourself to do a review of it maybe maybe not um, <laughs> and we're going to do um, uh, we're doing a retro movie this month votes are coming up for that we just watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day so that's up there and as well as like 50 other movies so get yeah. on there get on it um, and if you could we'd greatly appreciate it if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review rate also recommend us to a friend or head to Spotify and rate yeah. us thanks um, for listening we always appreciate it we always read them and thanks guys bye Bye. Well, oh, the, the next multiverse movie we're going to watch is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I'm incredibly excited for and is getting huge. Okay, I don't know what that is. Buzz. Don't, I don't know. I haven't seen any plot for it, so don't tell me. Okay, well, it's supposed to be amazing. And you it's forget coming I don't out watch, in like three weeks. I don't watch trailers or anything. I just show up at the movie and see what happens. <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> Welcome to the cinema. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. You break the rules. Look out! Become a hero. I do it, I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>